Welcome to the wrap-up show of The Handmaid's Tale Podcast. Mayday, The Handmaid's Tale Podcast. We were wrapping it up. This is after episode 10, so it's over. It's like done. How's everybody doing? Who's here with us today? Let's introduce everybody. I'm uh, Sarah, and I'm back. Hey, it's Tiana. I'm Crystal Burke. Yay, Crystal's back. Yay! She's filling in for Rhea. Rhea's done. (laughs) Rhea's over it. Rhea's over it. Rhea's like, whatever. So we are here basically to just kind of wrap it up, talk about how we felt about the show overall, and uh, we got some questions from our uh, social media folks, which I'm very excited to talk about because there are some outstanding things we get to talk about. Um, wanted to talk about the giveaway we're currently doing, which I love so much I can't even describe it. Um, so the thing we're giving away is called Of Ken's, which this woman, <laughs> this woman Sarah, That's she fantastic. created these things and when i saw them i was like i have to have one and we have to give them away on the show i love them so much i think we need to start asking people who are making these awesome things that they could like give one that we can internally give away to one of us and one that we can right one for the show and one One for the show one for the audience i like like that because i would love one i I think they're like it would be such like a great conversation piece just to have that's how i've been building it up (laughs) hey we could set up up like a little talking dead set you could do like a you could do like a you know, uh, nativity set like that. That's right. <laughs> Said that. Uh, so we are giving away the Avkin. Uh, really, I think all you have to do, I'm trying to even remember what my own contest is. I believe all you had to do is uh, retweet us and follow us on Twitter. And we are at Handmade Podcast on Twitter. So you can find us there. Check it out and uh, you can win an Avkin. The one we are giving away is a Serena Joy Offred pair. And so they, they are yours to do with what you want. You can recreate you can any scene in the show. You can make them fight. Yeah, fight. That's what I would they do. Are, they're a cool oh. pair. They are. It's definitely a cool pair. She does Maybe you all could like, attach them. them to a Rock'em Sock'em Robot set and oh, battle it out. I, see, I hadn't thought about Rock'em. See, I've thought about every other board game for this TV <laughs> this show, but not Rock'em Sock'em Robot Handmade Edition. Hey, That's pretty great. Bring in the old school. <laughs> I never thought about fighting them. I definitely did that with my Barbies. But then when one of the hands pops off, you lose it because that's how they roll in Gilead. You don't get your hand back. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> sad. Um, yeah. Sad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about that scene, and I was like, what are they doing? <gasps> yeah, we, doing? we didn't get to talk to you for the... Uh, I know. We didn't get to talk to Crystal. We haven't so we'll gotten get Crystal. Crystal's take on so yeah. much. We'll get Crystal's take on the uh, final episodes. It was like stressing my cat out. When, when was the last time you were on? Episode 8? Yeah, so I think two so. more to go. Okay, yeah. so yeah, we'll get a few thoughts from Crystal. Uh, so, the future of Mayday. I feel like we need to talk about this up front so everybody knows what's going on. Um, so our plan is to do monthly releases until the random date in 2018 that has yet to be announced when season two rolls back around. Uh, so we're going to be kind of going. Obviously, there's no show to talk about, so we're going to kind of roll with covering the news and information about the show. You know, all the stars, who's doing what. Uh, what everybody else has going on in between these projects. I know Margaret Atwood actually has a couple shows in the works. And Netflix is doing one of hers. They're doing Alias Grace. Um, Elizabeth Moss has a bunch of stuff going on between now and then. Like, I don't know what she... She clearly doesn't yeah, sleep. She's like the uh, actress of the moment now. Yeah. And she's doing some cool stuff. She's doing a movie or a show. Doing like a mini show, like four episodes, I think, of... Uh, I don't know if anybody read this. I read it, or I had it read to me, because I'm an audiobook guy. Uh, a book called Fever. Anybody? Mm-mm. It's by Mary Beth Keene. It's about uh, Typhoid Mary. Ooh, 
Interesting. Uh, it's a historical fiction, which was something I hadn't read before, so I thought it would be kind of cool. It's a really good book, so you should check it out. It's called... Is Eber- Elizabeth Moss Elizabeth- Typhoid I Mary? I believe Elizabeth Moss is Typhoid Mary. Huh. And it's a really cool book, and, uh, it, you know, it's historical fiction, so they take some liberties like you do in historical fiction, but the story is awesome, so she's going to be doing that. She's got a... And this is the second season of the show that I'd never heard of until I have to do research for the show, called Top of the Lake. Anybody? No. Oh, I've heard of it, Sundance, but I haven't seen it. Sundance Channel, heard detective show, based in Australia. Um, apparently there was a little hubbub because they're supposed to tape it in Australia, but then she wasn't Australian when they like made the lead lead actress, and, and then Australia got mad and said you got to go to New Zealand. So, that's Australia guess, light, so right. it's fine. Yeah, it's like, I guess that's a decent. You got to go to work, or like Australia Amber, right? Like, Australia it's, Amber. it's just, I just love good. It. <laughs> it's just as good. It's just differently beautiful. That's hilarious. Oh so goodness. she's gonna be doing that, which comes out in September sometime. And then she's got a couple other prizes. She's got a ton of things going, um, as do most of the cast. So we'll keep you apprised on all of that. Uh, we'll also keep covering the topical stories and the news that uh, apply to the themes of the show. Uh, it seemed to be no shortage of those. Hmm. They just keep coming. It's like yeah, a, it, it, it writes itself. It does days, write itself. Given yeah, very what the much fuck, so. Missouri? Recent. What? Oh, I said what the fuck, Missouri? Oh my god! What the fuck everywhere? Yeah. Oh, at this thanks. point i know but but missouri most recently on my radar yeah it's bad it's really it's yeah. super bad uh we're gonna have some interviews i have i've been talking to some people to line up some things what? none of them are official yet Stuff so i want to say them out loud i know right oh my gosh talking I can't to people wait. um I'm, and I'm, then we're gonna have some people doing some recurring things some people that we've talked to i'm, I'm talking with the guy from heroic girls who we interviewed for the first over the first three episodes uh, he's going to do kind of a recurring thing with us monthly to talk about the things that are going on in the comic, pop culture, geek side the of things. hero things. Yep. Yeah. And so he'll be doing that. I'm excited about that. And of course, I know somebody brought this up. Are we going to do more giveaways? The answer is yes. Duh. Of course. Because there's so much awesome stuff out there that it's ridiculous that I haven't even scratched the surface. So I'm very excited <laughs> to find more cool Handmaid's Tale stuff because it's just amazing. Like finding the Ofkens. And being able to give those away, which I love because she's not selling them. That's the other thing. Like, she doesn't sell them. She just makes them. <laughs> How and they're cool just is that? there. I think it's like the best thing ever. So, uh, yeah. So, we'll also be covering, you know, normal pop culture stuff. We're kind of excited. It's going to be kind of a more free form, give us a little more stuff to, uh, a little more freedom to do what we want to do instead of having to talk about the show. So, uh, we also have some other podcast ideas brewing. Um, there is actually one that nobody here knows about that is actually happening. Um, Justin and Rhea are doing a, another a little mini podcast, five episodes, I think it's going to be. It's called uh, <clears throat> Project Musicult. Nice. You ready for this? So, no. now, if you, now, all of you in the room, except for Crystal, Rhea is a musical person, right? Uh, Loves the musicals. There's probably been a Hamilton reference in most of our episodes of our <laughs> podcast. Um, Die hard, hardcore musical fan. Um, I, on the other hand, while I am not offended by musicals, as my wife is the opposite. She is can't deal with it. She hates them, I know. Hates them. Um, I have just not seen very many. I did some in high school, and I've seen like your greatest hits, like you know your. Wait, back up! You did yeah. some in high school? I didn't oh, know yeah. this about you. I was theater dude. Yeah. Oh, we're we're going to talk about this later. Oh, we can <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, there's no shame in my game. Um, and so I am very much a. Uh, so I've not seen very many newer musicals. Past like your West Side Stories and your kind of normal greatest hits high school kind of stuff that you would see. Uh, so, uh, and I, I'm kind of a weird movie kind of guy. I like 
cult classic weirdo kind of out of the box kind of stuff. So we're going to combine our efforts. And I talked to her and I was like, here's what we're going to do. So she gave me her, not top five best, but her favorite musicals. I'm giving her my top five favorite cult movies. We're going to watch them one at a time, working up from five to one. And we're going to meet and discuss them and see where that goes. I just want to watch these discussions happen. Uh, that's what the podcast is for. So you get no, to hear wanna, them happen. Wanna, oh, you could watch it. You want to come watch it with me. That'd be great. I do. That's I kind of, awesome. we're going to watch them separately, but I would really love to watch Rhea watch some of the things that I'm making. Yeah, watch. that's it's going to be outstanding. Um, I want to say some thank yous before we go too far. So um, I want to thank all of you, <laughs> you people sitting here in front of me talking because you are literally the stars of the show and Rhea for being amazing. Uh, so thank you all for participating. Special Crystal. for uh, It's very nice to have met you through this whole process. And yes, I hope we um, get to do something else. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Sarah, for stepping in when Jason bailed on us. What? What is this happening? What's over I was, here? I was just Did I phrase awkward. something improperly? That was a very like, awkward turtle. <laughs> Why? I hope you can do something else as in like, after this, you can go away. <laughs> no. I meant like as with us. I know. Yeah. I was just you said it was really funny. Tiana ruins everything. That'd be easy. All right, so let's. I also want to give a big shout out to Mr. Todd. That's my guy, Tiana's husband, Todd, who filled in and did all the sound work for me while we were gone. That was awesome. And to my lovely wife and all the spouses that have had to deal with all the schedules of having podcast recordings. So that was awesome. And to all our listeners and lovely folks who download this podcast, it is has by far exceeded anything that I was kind of even imagining. So uh, we had a really successful run, and that's why we're going to keep going. And so it is all because of you guys listening out there. And thank you to Hulu for A, making the show, B, being very, very supportive and having a really um, good social marketing campaign that has really gotten people kind of into the show and talking about the show and keeping going about the social aspects of the show. And for Margaret Atwood for writing a kick-ass book, can be adapted and uh, letting us talk about it. Many kick-ass books. Many kick-ass. I did not realize until this week how many kick-ass books as I was like looking. That's a lot of kick-ass books. That's prolific, if you will. Yes. All right. So the last thing I'd like to talk about, I got to meet and talk with these women from Australia on this podcast called Deviant Women. Um, a couple things. Fortnite. Anybody aware? Fortnite. Do you know what it is? A month. Wrong. What is that? Every two weeks. Two weeks. So it's two weeks. Oh. Crystal knew she didn't want to say. She didn't want to be that I kid thinking, in class. It's, it's in Shakespeare, too. So I can <laughs> It's that's, a fortnight in odd days. my wife do that. She was, like, if when, I, she was like, if I didn't know, teach Shakespeare, there was no way I'd know I that. was going to say I wasn't confident enough. But Juliet is not 14 and for another fortnight and uh, odd days. So she's 13 when she meets Romeo. There you go. No one cares. Creepily young. Knowledge. Shut up, Sarah. Dropping knowledge. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was one of the things, like the language, the la- some of the words that they use was kind of funny. And it's not like it's terrible, but it was Fortnite and Keen. They say Keen a lot, which is amazing. I love it. Um, but they were also not aware that we didn't use Fortnite over here. I was like, uh-uh, no, it's like not a thing. I like, I like it better because sometimes you get confused if you say every other week or every two weeks. It's a little like ambiguous. Mm-hmm. But Fortnite, it is what it is. It's two weeks. I like it. I dig Noted. it. I'm going to try and bring it back. You're going to make it a thing. They also call Fortnite. zucchini corget and Shut up. jumping rope skipping. But then what do you call skipping? I don't know. This is like football versus you know what? soccer. Need... Then what do you call we're gonna skipping? We're going to have them on one day to answer all I our questions. I want to know questions. what they call skipping. Uh, so they were awesome and we did a crossover. We did two things. We did a crossover episode where they, because what they do is they cover uh, fortnightly a deviant woman. Could be from history, could be mythological. They do fictional characters. Um, 
So it could cool. be anything. And they decided because uh, Australia does not get Handmaid's Tale for another week. So oh, it doesn't bummer. launch there until oh. uh, July 6th. So I contacted them when I found them because I was like, oh, you guys do stuff that's right in our wheelhouse. So let's talk. And you guys don't get the podcast so or you don't get the show until later. So let's do a thing. So they did a whole episode on Margaret Atwood and The Handmaid's Tale. And we talked about it. And I kind of laid out what I knew and my perspective of the whole thing. And then they also went back, and we did this yesterday, um, did many episodes on the major female characters. So we did every female character except for Rita. We didn't have time to do Rita. Uh, so we did Ob Glenn, Offred, Serena Joy. Janine. Janine. Of course we oh, did Janine. Oh, Janine, yeah. I was Can not. You almost need Janine. a full We were running short Janine. on time, and I was like, look, there's one thing we oh I got to talk about, Janine. Spoiler alert. I listened to an interview with Bruce Miller, the show's creator, today, and he said Janine will definitely be in season two, so she is not dead. Because the last time we leave her, you know, she was about to be not really, but stoned. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. In the uh, pros, pros, or the partis- salvaging, participation, or whatever. Yeah, salvaging. Yeah, the salvaging, and uh, we then we don't know what happens to Janine because the focus then becomes on Offred's rebellion from that. So. Bruce Miller said that there would definitely be more of Madeline Brewer in season two. So that was awesome. an exciting she thing. She was fantastic. She was I was amazing. excited oh, for yes. Justin. I'm, I'm excited for myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we did all that and they are awesome. And I'm hoping to do more work with them. Um, it was funny because the one, Lauren, there's two hosts, Lauren and Alicia. And what, she Lauren had seen it because according to her, quote unquote, everyone in Australia has a VPN. So we could watch whatever we want. Alicia, however, is different. They're great because they're completely different people. Alicia has no social media, is like totally old school, didn't want to, has not watched the show. So she has no idea. So me and Lauren have both watched it. And so really we're excited just for that episode three moment. That's kind of my go-to when yeah. I talk about people starting yeah. the show. I'm like, have Ooh. you gotten to episode three yet? Like if I, <laughs> I love going on Twitter because it's my favorite thing to do. Go find, I just like search for starting Handmaid's Tale. And so I asked people, well, what episode are you on? And they're like, oh, episode two. I was like, oh, okay. Just wait. So we get to three. Okay, just to... I never remember things by episode. What okay, so episode the first, on? the third episode is where um, Av Glenn wakes up in the surgical center, for lack of a better term, I guess. At the end, when she had the FDM. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my go-to because that is like... Yeah, it does really change after that. Is, the uh, tone is... Yes. You're just like prepared for anything. Yes. Then. The, the first three episodes set the tone and You know it'll get really dark. It, you know it's bad. Yeah. That's kind of the purpose. That's what I told you. I was like, the first three episodes are really to like really lay out how terrible all of this is. And so, yeah. Um. So, yeah, Lauren... Oh my God, we never knew what actually happened to her either. Oh, we did. Oh, like, no, well, like, in, like, period? Yeah, like, after that, no. But, yeah, we don't know. But we do know. Knows. We'll talk about that in a back? second. We'll talk about I that totally in a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get to it. That's awesome. I love that reaction. So, anyway, I talked to Lauren and um, Alicia last night. And so, the mini episodes, I believe, should be up soon. The uh, Margaret Atwood episode is up now. So, you can go get it uh, for the next couple of weeks. And then I'm hoping to meet back with them once Alicia has gotten to see some of the show and give her reaction. So, uh, check out the Deviant Women podcast. You can find that at all your normal podcast place, and I believe they are deviantwomenpodcast.net or .com. All right, so let's talk about what Crystal was just talking about, because there has been kind of a, a lot of news about the show fairly yeah, early I've after the show. I've been surprised how much yeah. they're willing to say about what is and isn't going to be in next season, well, really just is going right. to be in next season. I've, I mean, I'm, I'm excited because like, it's keeping me tuned mm-hmm. in, but also like it's 
it's a really long wait. It is. <laughs> and I think maybe that's why they're given a little bit of, you know, information because people had so long to wait that people are like, oh, we need something. Um, but let's talk about what you were talking about. Because, yeah, we know we did not know what the fate of Avglin slash Emily was, right? So the last thing we knew, she uh, ran over a uh, a guard and blew up his head like that, which like a still, watermelon. still don't was... think that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. But I think it does. I, know. Uh... I think it is. Really? <laughs> you know how like TV shows, they never show like how gruesome violence actually is? Then it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's like, yeah, no, I know. That's why you think if you get shot, you'll just be able to like stand up and like run and keep fighting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that, just with the record. <laughs> I think I will lay down and cry. Well, no, but like, it's just like... That actually does kind of happen. It does in your mind. You no, no, no. Like, they still oh, can yeah. fight after they've gotten that shot. Like Because of the adrenaline? Um, yeah. yeah, something in their drugs. body... Uh, drugs sometimes? Yeah, drugs really yeah. help that. But something in your body, the adrenaline, or your body, like, seizes in order to try to keep you alive. Like, your body does a lot of really actually amazing things to keep you alive. Yeah. And they couldn't, like, taking they couldn't away her have just disposed of her. No. Even, like, the, the, the show couldn't have just disposed well, of her that way, right? She's gonna, and so, she's gonna for those of you who don't know, spoiler alert, I'll give you five seconds to run away from the podcast. Time's up. Alexis Bledel will be back for season two oh, yeah. in quote unquote a larger role and a more uh, leading role is what they specifically oh. call it. Whoa, whoa. Bruce Miller's pretty enamored of yes. her. Yes, and I think she's pretty great. It's hard not as to. As far be- as I know, that's the only dramatic performance that I have seen her in. So I'm sure she's done other things, but as far as dramatic acting and of that range. Um, that's the only thing I was, cause I've only seen her in Gilmore well, Girls. She was the most yeah. dramatic part of Gilmore Girls. You know what? She, she was in, um, she was that's in Mad Men too though. <laughs> she was in Mad Men? Yeah. She was like the older kind of woman that, uh, that Don Draper was messing with. No, yeah. Never saw, never seen the episode of that show. Um, so let's talk about this that I do know was brought up by Bruce Miller himself, um, after the show in that, and I always take these kinds of things with a grain of salt. So they made a point though of saying that the, Chatter on the various social medias regarding their handling or not of the race issue in the show has made them put more of a focus on it and that they will be handling it differently and acknowledging it in some way, shape, or form Thank God. in season two. That Oh, that is going to be so interesting. I feel like they're probably going to be damned if they do, damned if they don't. Oh, yeah, totally. They have <laughs> set themselves up for that. Yeah. Because so many people are paying so much attention now. There's just no way they're going to make a broad swath of any of those people happier. That's just... Not that no. they need to, but it's just... Well, and how can anyone do that ever? I mean, it's so hard. Yeah, I feel like if they had tackled it on their own first, like, yeah. there would have... There's always going to be some people that are not happy with what you're doing, but I think if they had tried on their own first and, like, made a genuine effort with lots of input from different groups of people, it would be a lot easier. Like, now they have set themselves up where, like, no matter what you do, people are going to be pissed. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you're right. And you're not going to make anybody happy. They made it so much happy. worse. Yeah. Like, not intentionally. I'm sure, so I'm sure that, it was what, ignorance, I mean, yeah. not I think it's Crystal's malice, right. So you, you know, yeah. you got to... Because part of me believes that even in today's context, there would still be some sacrificing of women of color and their children. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they'd oh, be yeah. like, okay, we want children, but not those children. <laughs> so even even in 2017, it's sort of Why people love believe. mixed babies? They would totally take those children. They just wouldn't want the women there. Hmm. I don't know if those white type people, of people love want them some mixed babies. Mixed kids, though. Those type of white folks want purity. I am a mixed person. I'm allowed to say that. So what? I guess, let me ask this then. Um, 
what could they do to make it at least satisfied in your mind? What are you looking for? Hmm. I would like to see what the commanders have to say. Like, can we see some of their like planning meetings? That's no, I'm, I'm being would... specific about the oh, racial like the stuff. Racial things? Yeah, that's what okay. I mean. Well, like, I would want to see what they have to say about that. Like, surely that never, surely that oh, didn't not ever come right. up when they How were planning the demise of America. Like, I would really like to see. Like, we got those moments in the car where they were talking about like they basically invented the ceremony in a five minute conversation in the car. Yeah, but thinking about the dynamics of like what it would mean to be a black woman in that situation, mm-hmm. it's just totally different. So I, I almost like wanting a character that is kind of speaking to that, or I'll, I'll say woman of color, um, that is speaking to that experience. Does that make sense? Like maybe we'll get to see more. That's Rita what I, I guess. That's what I'm looking for. Speaking to how through Rita. So, sorry, what'd you say? Maybe we'll get to learn more of that through Rita. No, I'm talking about a black handmaid. Oh, okay. So someone who is in a white home serving as a handmaid and the dynamics of that relationship between her and that and that family. And that wife. And the wife, I think, would be interesting. Because, I mean, it would be, in a lot of ways, a direct parallel of slavery. And I wonder if they would be provocative enough to, like, try to to make some present-day parallels with that kind of thing. Do you think that that played into why they didn't? touch on it I think much? I think their I think their miss on people of color was less of um an attention and like a lack of attention to it I think it was less of like a so you don't think they were afraid of the issue um, you they just think they just blew through exclusive. it they were just like oh I think uh, Bruce Miller was probably not that important to the storyline well I think he was probably just so concerned and again this is not an excuse but um with trying to be sensitive because this is a male writing a show about female right. issues. And in that same article he did mention that that he was really oh, cognizant of the yeah. fact that he was the only one in the room that was a man with the writing staff and that he wanted to make sure that 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 was really the thing that was on the forefront of his mind was not ruining a not show that, that right, right exactly and i'm yeah. not saying that feminism That's doesn't have say. those yeah. those <laughs> elements of it of like what is it what is it for women of color versus white women versus, you know, they, yeah. but I think he was just trying to tackle for somebody who isn't a woman. There's so many different aspects of it that it's probably pretty overwhelming. So I'm sure he was just like, I just don't want to screw up everything, yeah, but he wanted think- it all to, to also to reflect real life, which is where he really did misstep there because in real life there are women of color and it is a different thing for them. Yeah. So, he was like, because he was like, when they had that initial car crash with June and um, Luke, Luke with Hannah. So he was like, I agonized over the decision of having Luke drive because I thought that was sort of sexist to have the man drive and whatever. But he's like, then I realized that like oftentimes when you look around, sometimes the man in the relationship does drive, not because he's better or worse than anybody. It's just kind of how things end up going. So he's like, so then I thought it really did reflect real life, you know? So you could tell he was trying to be as conscious as he could, but he could only go so far with it being a man. He doesn't know. Well, and here's well the- I think the thing about oh, it, well, I think the thing, it's like with all the conversations in Hollywood around Oscar is so white and just the lack of representation. I, I'm not going to just say black women, but just people of color in leading roles and important roles on TV shows and movies, period. I don't know how that would have been any more stressful than like, than everything else he was trying to figure out. I guess because like in my head, you know, I deal with the intersectionalities all all day, every day. So I'm always code switching and thinking about 
how I am in one position and how I'm in another position or in another setting. So like, I don't have a whole lot of empathy for that <laughs> in a lot of ways. Well, and I, that's part of what I wonder, and I don't know officially, but I do believe that I don't think that there is, I think it's an all white writing team. I believe I know I he's the head writer I think right too. and I, I think, think I that's that. right. So I think that when you do have that happen and you have a, a team that is all white and doesn't, have to code switch like you're talking about. It doesn't have to deal with those things. That's it, not going to come up. It's probably going to be, you know, the not the last thing that they think of, but unless you have someone that is, you know, having that as one of their issues that is in the forefront of their mind as a white person, then it's probably going to be kind of left in the back. And I, I, I think that's the other part of the problem, not only just the roles in Hollywood for leading actors, but the writing of these shows that, they did a great job of casting for the most part. I still have an issue myself with the fact that Moira and Rita were really the only two major characters of color. Um, and that we kind of only saw that there were kind of had to guess whether there were any handmaids that were of a different, uh, you know, of color be, to later episodes when they just kind of showed them randomly. Are there mm-hmm. any, are there any yeah. Like Asian? No, there, yeah, there was. Yes. There was yes. That was the big question. So we saw the, like, African-American ones and they were like, were they, because somebody on uh, Facebook posted one day, they're like, I guess all the Asians were really smart and just kind of left the week before this all happened. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, literally, you, until that, until I think the big the, party the ceremony, scene. Yeah, yeah the, the big right. party yeah, scene, party they scene, yeah. didn't show any. And so I think that was, yeah. So I think when, when you make, Make your decisions on who your staff is going to be and how you're going to make a show. I think that that all filters down into how yeah. the show is presented. And I think yeah, that's and what I mean, I still like, I, I love the show, but I remember when Tiana talked to me about it, I literally said to her, I was like, I never watched it because I just, I just thought it was a show for white women. I mean, really, yeah. like the book and the way it was talked about, and then the show. I was like, well, I don't think I see myself in that at all. I don't see that, but I would enjoy watching that show. Sure. Um, and then you think about the com- the greater conversation around feminism and who's participating in that right now. Yep. It's as if we've just gone back into time, and it's the exact same issue. So just with all the, just the shitstorm of the politics. Well, and that's what these they want. They want it to be 1950 all over again. So you would think that there was some like recognition <laughs> around like. The, the issues that we're talking about within even the context of women's issues to just maybe add some diversity in there. Right. <laughs> but yeah. well, I think, it, so I think we'll it's interesting probably... to me because this is not a new thing, right? Like Orange is the New Black had this issue, I think, like their first season. they I, Everybody kind of got up in arms because of that cast, which is very, you know, racially diverse. And they all came to find out that that whole writing cast was white. And people were like, what the hell? And so they you know, fix that problem to their credit. And I think uh, the show has been obviously a yeah. success from th- that point on. So I guess I don't get why it keeps happening. Like, why do you not? I'm not saying. It, I think I, it just keeps happening because people, and this is going to be very general, obviously, but when you get a room full of white folks together, the first thing they think about isn't, are we representing <laughs> minorities accurately? That's just not what comes up. Sure. That's not a first thought. I suppose so. But I was thinking today, and here's the interesting thing. Like, I was thinking about other podcasts coming up and thinking about how, for me, having done this show now with you and Crystal, who Tiana is biracial, Crystal is African-American. And to me, moving forward, it was really weird to think about doing a show where I didn't have some diversity on the other side. 
Like for me to have me and another, not that it, you know, there's shows with mm-hmm. two, three white guys talking all the time and they're Most fine. shows are right. two white guys, yeah. But for me, it's <laughs> weird not to have the representation of a different perspective because I think, you know, for me, it's, that's the point is the viewpoint and yeah. the differences there. That's what kind of excites me and gets me going about stories. It's interesting to me to think about a cast of all white writers writing for African-American characters and not one of them going, hey, maybe we should talk to an African-American person. Like with Orange is the New Black, there's so many diverse characters in there. Not one of them was like, so should we even like call somebody and ask them? Like if they have a question, like no one. Does anybody want to call their single black friend? Or or, uh, let's be honest. Do you want to walk across the room to the person you're writing the lines for and say, hey, why don't you help me like make this authentic or at least how you know, right? Is, right. is what I'm writing, you know, being done correctly. And I don't know that they didn't do that. So I'm kind of, you know, yeah. speaking yeah. for them. We're totally you know, speculating. Research and, well, hire people. That's the, that's the yeah. And that's my thing. And, and hire people. In my head, I always. These jobs. Hire them. So we can move on from that. I just wanted to get your perspective on their at least acknowledging it and you know, semi-claiming that they're going to do something with it. So it'll be interesting to I'm, see. I'm glad to hear that they, you know, realize that that is not a trivial issue and that they should think about it more. Well, and it'll be interesting to see how they handle it in the confines that they've already set up for yeah. themselves. It would be amazing if they fixed it by hiring some diverse writers. Right. That would be a great idea. Well, also, I heard in an interview, Bruce Miller talked about, um, we're going to see the colonies, I think. Oh, interesting. So that might be... Oh, you think they're going to have one in Detroit? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know where they did the, uh... in the book. Like vaguely mention at some point that a lot of the African Americans that did that weren't you know taken into Gilead because they did get rid of them in the book were sent to like Upper Midwest regions oh, wow. and just like left alone. I, my question watching the show was like, I wonder if they'll do like Handmaid's Tale in other city centers like Detroit. Same that would be like awesome, but not be the same outcomes. No, <laughs> no, be- no. <laughs> I just want like a little like I want like one mini part of the episode to be like Could you imagine Handmaid's Tale Detroit edition? Right? Just <laughs> like, like flash like, over there. And, I'm like, from Detroit, by the way. I would also really like to see the cities where like it's like out west and maybe down south in like Texas where like everybody is armed all the time. Oh, How shit. would the takeover have worked? Um, I'm trying to think. Has there been any other news other than that? So, you know, Alexis Bledel's coming back. Uh, Janine, not dead, obviously. Yeah, both um, great news. Yeah. They they changed that. the storyline at the end from the book to keep Moira alive. So we'll be seeing yes. Moira next season. Yes. I'm Very ecstatic excited. about Very that. Very excited about Moira. She's, I guess we're going to find out about Luke a little more. my favorite part of the story, for sure. So we'll see. We're excited for the future, for yeah. sure. Uh, what the fuck are we ever, ever learn like more about Hannah? I mean, we got that tiny little peek toward the oh, end there. Yeah. I'm sure. Come on. They're dangling that one. They're not going to touch that for a while. I want to know more about what happens to the kids they took away. Right? Yeah, the children. That is a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We forgot to mention. I mean, they're not lead characters, but Luke and Hannah are also, like, of color. And don't yeah. forget, and somebody brings this up in one of the questions I ask, don't forget about Luke's uh, lady that he brought with him up to Canada. Oh, oh yeah. The yeah. silent woman. Yep. What was her name? Aaron? Sorry for her. It seemed like she was still silent she, when, I think when we her saw her. Her name is Erin, and Bruce Miller mentioned doing something more with Erin. Okay. 
Maybe who knows what that means. She could be a really See, interesting character. Yeah, I don't want them to get together. That would be he weird. I just like, is trying to just help her because he's a nice person. Maybe he's a yeah, social worker. That's what, what I was do? hoping to. <laughs> what does he do for a living? I don't remember. I but it does seem like... I was going to make that up. His character does seem like somebody in the yeah. show that would just, like, like help school, the, yeah. the only other person that survived that ordeal that he went through to get out of the country. <laughs> he seems like the, like, the nice, cool social worker at your school. You're like, oh, does he have a girlfriend? I like him. He's cute. He, remi- he reminded kids. me of a particular person <laughs> that we used to work with. He's super attractive. So I doubt too many women are turning him down. You're talking about the social worker or Luke? Luke. No, they were talking about the social no, worker. I'm saying oh, Luke. No, I'm no. saying oh, you're talking Luke, about Luke is a... Yeah. I'm, I just made He's it. Oh, you want like Luke to be a, be a social, social worker. worker? Luke is a social worker. All right, I thought we were talking about friendly Canadian social worker at the refugee center again. Oh, at, no, no, no. He's just... At the happy, he, clean uh, Canadian refugee center of happiness. I was going to say, he was so whatever that I don't remember him at all. But yeah. Luke's pretty good looking, so I don't think I'll have too much trouble with the ladies down in Little America or wherever he's living. In Canada, yeah. Yeah. In Little America, little which America. is awesome. Yeah. Where they keep all the McDonald's. What, the Little the America? Little America fuck with me really real mess with your head? Yeah, because I, f- I, I just felt like maybe one day we'll have a Little America. Seriously. Like American refugees. That shit scares me, like, in real life. All right, so before we get on to, I can't wait for some of these social media questions, but, all right, it. so he's before we get to the questions, we need to talk to Crystal about what she thought about episodes 9 and 10. So how did you feel about the ending oh. of the show? Oh, you can- like I'm topics. asking you right now. It's too much. How did you? Many. Well, just give us an overall. How did you feel about the way they are you, wrapped everything? Are you everything getting your up? notes out? Do you have notes? I do. I'll wait for you. That's cool. Okay, Yay. I have so many no feelings. Do you want me to actually try to do this right now? I mean, you yeah, don't have to please. do them all, but give us your, you know. Okay. Well, Distill first of it. all, okay. This is not. This is probably my. Okay. So that first scene where Serena like knocks Alfred like. Oh the the up. backhand! Oh, yeah. oh my Woo! god! Right. I was like. She's gonna beat her ass. Like I was like certain. I was like, it's they gotta throw down the first part of the episode, right? Yeah. And I, I guess she was so stunned by it, she couldn't do anything. If she does, if she didn't have a oh, you thought you shot. thought that Alfred was gonna beat up Serena. I thought she was gonna beat her ass. No, oh. I thought she, I thought she was gonna like snap. Cause I mean, you can uh, I see. you see the way she like she like hit the door frame and bounced. She bounced back. off. Yeah. <sighs> like well, when you don't see that coming, you don't you see. Don't, it. You, you know, it's you're hard. Not, and it's, it and again with the six inch heels, it's coming from up here. <laughs> So with the trajectory, it it's a whole different ballgame. See, you laugh at me every time I talk about those it's heels. It's really they, funny. It's one of the things that just sticks in my head because it, it makes clearly. a difference if you get hit, the reach and the height. Like, what do you think they do all the numbers in boxing? It's not super reach stable when you're standing on six inch heels, though. Just yeah, but it helps. Mm-hmm. I mean, like more being alive, that was. Yeah, how did you feel about that? When she saw that, like license plate i was just like oh my gosh she made it and then i thought like is something gonna happen is she gonna, like gonna die of exposure and we gonna think is it a random made- car from canada that somebody just put <laughs> in a no, i had that thought too they have in detroit they have this all the time it's ontario license plate <laughs> you're not in ontario yeah. you are in port huron like you're not there yet so yeah that really got to me but i think the main the main ep- the main scene of that episode that just like if i ever meet elizabeth moss i will like give her like a best friend hug and like squeeze her cheeks and like shake her like you are amazing was the scene when she went to go see her daughter yeah and afterwards when she just loses her mind loses her shit and she like she cussed it was just so real because she Uh cussed her out in a way where like she wasn't even using the right patterns of curse words she just had she's like how many motherfuckers can i insert in this sentence without any regard for who you are as a person and that just, I was just like, yes. And then I really also thought that when they got out of the car, they, I, I was just thinking like, okay, there's no way she's going to be able to get out of the car with her at home and not do anything. And I say this because if I was pregnant, I would be pulling all 
the cards, right? Like, beat me up, bitch, right? Like, let's go. I don't want this baby anyway. You would be, We're going to fight. You would be starting some stuff all the time. No, yeah. Because I mean, like, I'm pregnant I, pregnant I do her. feel, I do feel no, like that's the flaw in their child. system, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, unless they're going to tie them down and just put them on bed rest for nine months. You've pretty much. I would not put that past them. That totally seems I know, like the, I, that's the next what I'm step. saying. <laughs> but it, let's let's pretend they're not going to do that, and they haven't thought of that in their daily meetings. Um, yeah, that's the kind of the flaw is that once the women are pregnant, they kind of have all the power. Because, I mean, she definitely. I think the end of the episode was her exercising her like pregger power, like just being like pregger oh, power, her pregger privilege, right? She was just Love like, it. okay, I'm not going to do this, and it's not going to be anything you're going to do about it because I'm pregnant. So I'm going to drop this stone. I know everyone else is going to follow me because that's fucked up and we're not doing it. Right. And you're not going to do anything to me because I'm pregnant. All right. So let's get to some of these. Uh, we had, I, I propose, uh, what I propose, what did I do? I asked people on the social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Instagrams to give us some questions. And I pretty much left it open. Ask us whatever you want. You know, I think I made the comment. If you want to ask Justin what his favorite uh, boy band was, I'll talk about that gladly. Um, so Did anybody uh, ask that? Yeah, the one the one woman responded. Oh yeah, because she also her said question, like, yeah, her favorite question was, comics, was I and I was a, like, oh, we could talk about that for hours. Yes, she asked, was I a uh, Jordan girl or a Donnie. Donnie girl? And I said, well, first I'm a Jordan guy. Um, yeah. So when I I have, it was New Kids on the Block. Oh yeah. Clearly, we're of a different generation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, Kids on the Block was yeah. totally my favorite. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. too no. old let me, to let me listen to tour NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Three let me, times. Let me explain to you something about NSYNC. It was New Kids on the Block and Boys to Men. No. I forgot about Boys to Men. Tiana can back me up on this because how, you're how old? How old? 35. All right. So Tiana's... I'm 33. Well, apparently that's long enough. <laughs> like, I don't think people understand. Like, we're talking Beatles-esque, like, fame here for the yeah. New Kids on the Block. Like there were at least like five other other was, boy band groups when it was, when it was new different sync, than the when 90s it was in boy sync bands and uh, Backstreet Boys. It was pretty same. much just New Kids on the Block, and there was New Edition, who was kind of a little not later the in their same. run at that point. Yeah. Um, but they like took over. Like it was no bullshit. Like Beatlemania. They type. also hit at just the right moment where there was nobody else doing yep, that style exactly. of music at the time. Yep. Like let let alone non boy bands. Like there was just nobody else doing that thing at the time. And they covered all the bases. Yes, they did. Yeah, it was it was. <laughs> so to you answer the insane. question, you win. Uh, New Kids on the Block and far Jordan, superior to other boy because bands. Donnie really couldn't sing. Donnie was kind of like the he was supposed to be kind of like the rapper guy, um, the street. He was supposed to be like their street cred guy, right? So he was a tough one. <laughs> And Marky um, Mark was his bro. So and Marky Mark, if you ever hear the Marky Mark stories, Marky Mark's really the street cred guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, For anybody listening that is too young, Donnie is Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Sorry. Mark Wahlberg's Wahlberg little brother. And Jordan Knight. Uh, I was, because I sang when I was growing up. I still sing. I'm a singer. Uh, and so Jordan appealed more to me because he was the one that could sing, really. Well, boys um, to men could actually sing. He's a looker. So that was the answer to that question. Uh, I saw New Kids on the Block three times in concert. In Ooh, jealous. Uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. So uh, this is I had to start off with this one because we've gotten a lot lately, a little bit of heat about this. So I'm going to read this verbatim. This is from Natasha on Facebook. And she sent me, she said she didn't have any questions, but she had a comment. Uh, I cannot believe the Nick hate. 
Oh, oh what? yeah, Nick he's one of my, just... he's one of my favorite characters. What? I think, Please, the, I know. Just let me get through the question. I think Max has done an awesome job portraying this character. I interpret his reactions as ba- and backstory much different than you all do. Nick came off as campy and kind of a dork in the book, which I disagree with. No. But I don't know. Way more disconnected from reality in the book than in the show, in my opinion. The Keanu Reeves comparison that I made. Um, almost made me trip while I was running, and she said, you have all have been my companion while running for the past few months. Now, this is another thing I've had to get used to. Uh, so we were doing a podcast. Me actually thinking about other human beings listening to it is still strange. I know. Yeah, so, I can't do it. I can't same. do it. Right? Same. Like, so it's this really one weird. is somewhere in the world. I know you're out Running there, and listening to us talk about this show. That's awesome. We're not going to talk still, about I it too. Can't. I can't talk about it too much or it's going to wig me out because yeah. it's weird. It's weird. Just like it's weird that I've had three conversations with women on the other side of the earth that we always joke when I talk to them that they're tomorrow and in the future and in another season. I go, how's tomorrow in the winter? And they're like, oh, it's awesome. You know, it's really cold here. I was like, okay. It's just bizarre. It, whoo, like, okay, Tiana. Tiana can attest this because Tiana has been... Uh, with this project from the beginning, she was kind of the. I, I asked Maria to do it. Been on every episode. It was really funny because like I tell this story to like the people I talk about, and I'm like, it just happened. Like I had the idea. You texted me. I got me Adderall. Like, I got this thing <laughs> that I want to do. That's not even a lie. I got the Adderall. I got the idea. I said, "Hey Tiana, do you want to do it?" And Tiana was great. It's like you ever seen the movie The Box, where it's the if I if you press this button, somebody's gonna die, but you're gonna oh, get a million yeah. dollars. I asked Tiana, "Hey, you want to do this?" And she goes, "Yes." Like within half a second, I was like, "Oh!" Like I didn't even have to like. Usually, you didn't I, know at the time. I was that expecting I to book. have to like sell that a little bit. And she was like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> like right now, yes. And like I asked Rhea, and Rhea was like, "Cool, let's do it." Because I know Rhea was all about it, and Rhea, from an academic standpoint, was like would eat it up. And so it happened quick because it was like I bet maybe a month before the show launched that we decided we we're going to do this, and so we had to get a the back end stuff of it blew my mind. Like, the, how long it took us to do it and the amount of work that it took for us to, like, get the website, get the social media, all this stuff together. And so, to Tiana's credit, because I know she spent probably more hours than I even know about working on the various graphics for all the handmade stuff and the, That's po- not all of it. And the website. I only did some of it and then you kind of took it and ran with it. I did, so... Um, but yeah, it's still bizarre to pe- think people are out there and to, that someone out there likes Nick is even more bizarre to me. Um, but yeah, there's been a little more heat about our, like, you know, cause I do, when I go on the pages, I, I call him, I just like, so Nick. do I, I call no, him worthless Nick. All the wrong like thing. I think it's like the Nick effect of like women, like guys like Nick, cause they're vacant and you think that you're going to get to them <laughs> by, by loving him or having sex with oh, him. Our commenters are going to love I, you. If I have a baby with him, then maybe he'll like me. <laughs> maybe I can fix him. No, yeah. I think he's that kind of guy. He's got the puppy dog. He's a beautiful. He's beautiful, right? He's really yeah. He's attractive. an attractive guy. He's got that like. But he still does all the wrong like, things, but except I'm quiet for getting around. And I'm emotional and love me. And then like there are women who are just like, I will love you. And not Natasha. I'm not saying that's who you are. I'm just saying he he has the thing about like motherfuckers like that draw you in, right? The the strongest woman is a guy who's just like mysterious and cute, and he's all like emotionally like, oh maybe maybe I can bring out the life in him. That's how I interpret it. You can be his manic pixie great dream answer. girl. That's a great answer. Uh, I have nothing good to say about Nick, and it's not Max's fault. So <laughs> yeah, Max uh, no, is out I think there the actor is doing a great job, but you, I think the character sucks. With what you had to no, work with. No, he's doing exactly what he should do. He did a great, he did a great job. Yeah. Actor, All right, this is A-plus. from uh, Barrett, who I believe Barrett, I've had a couple interactions with her. She's in the Netherlands or in Denmark, or if cool. those are the same place, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a geography guy. 
Uh, she says she, this is an interesting question. So I'm in. She's itchy to know where June is going in the van, which I never really thought about. So I read the book, and we we're all supposed to. It, it is rather ambiguous in the book. You just, depending on your perspective of life, you're either like glasses half full, she's getting away, it's gonna be okay, or you're like, oh, she's totally gonna go die somewhere. Um, so she says, where's June going in the van? What do you think? Is she leaving Gilead? Is she gonna get punished for going against Aunt Lydia and take and taken to a secluded place until she's due? Which I think is just a hilarious way to put it like just stay here until it's your time for us to deal with you um she's just curious to know what we think is going to happen i think she's being taken into the underground female railroad female road what is, what is that oh crystal doesn't know about this so this the is interesting. underground female road so is with, the underground railroad for so, getting women out of gilead yes so in the book in the book so you've not read the book at all mayday mayday and the underground okay. female road are two distinct things yes in the book actually so what you find out for the entire book at the end of the book is that what you're reading is essentially tapes of recordings that were found of her telling her story that they should were... i read the book yeah totally uh, we t- you should have read the book a long time ago and judging by tiana's face she is like don't even do don't that. do both don't act at the like same this is time, the first time. yes you should totally read the book. it's well, amazing i have a year <laughs> yeah very very good it's great so and so what you find out is that she they find these tapes in a house in maine somewhere that is part of the underground railroad network more or less uh for the handmaids to help them escape and the quakers i believe much like they did during the slavery times um, are helping the handmaids escape. And so what you find out is that the whole book is basically these recordings from her um, that they found in the house. So okay, so that, the answer, that yes, is, you should read the book. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I think I was just like so amped. I was like, she's going to a party. Like, so they're going to be like, yeah, you did it, you. You crazy. Yeah, I think I agree with Tiana that that's kind of where they're going. <laughs> I really because hope that is Because I want to see what that world is like. Yes. It's not really, you know, a lot of it isn't explained in the book or yeah, explored you, or in detail. So you are given so much less information in the book than you are in the show. Okay, can we watch it? together when that time comes sure. <laughs> can you wa- watch the first episode together? Oh, yeah oh good call yeah, yeah. we should have a watch party for sarah the what do you think yeah i'm in but i oh you weren't inviting me to the party well of course you're invited <laughs> to the party well now we. i don't want to go because you didn't invite me i invite I you sarah. thank you um i was gonna say that i think that okay so if she made these tapes and they were eventually found by a future society right in the historical notes at the back of the book um then she must have been able to go somewhere safe-ish to be able to make the tapes and organize these things and get it to somebody who would put it somewhere safe so that future people could find it. So I don't, I don't take it a negative direction when she goes off into the van, yeah. right? Because she's like, this could be the end. This could be the beginning. But she could be going somewhere bad now and make those tapes later. Well, so then the bad place that she goes now is only temporary and eventually she goes to somewhere Kind of nice. And it says that the tapes were found in Maine. So we know that she made it as far as Maine. Now, maybe she died in Maine. Maybe she made it to Canada. Who knows? But I'd like to think that good things happened to June before bad things happened to June. Or maybe the other way around. Don't tell me the end. Don't tell I'm me not, the end. I, I don't okay. know the end. Other than oh, what I just yeah, told you. Yeah, no, the, the book doesn't. I told you the end of the book. That's yeah. as much as we know. Oh, frick. It's yeah. worth it, though. It's crazy. It's totally um, good. So I have good. a question to poke a little bit of a hole. I'll play the devil's advocate a little bit for your theory. Um, or at least your mindset of it. Um, so let's let's use the slavery narr- like narrative because it's the most similar thing. So some slaves escaped in the Underground Railroad. Yes. Um, some yeah. of them were taken back. So there is still the possibility that, even in the book, the possibility exists that she was 
found and recaptured. And, Ooh, yeah. Because that's what happened to Moira the, yeah. in the show, is she tried she to escape. before. And she tried to go through, I think, the... She was because she talked about think... being with. She talks about being with a family and being in the safe house. Right, but I, I think when she escaped the first time, she didn't know that that system okay. was out maybe there. That, maybe that's true. Because she had been in the rut center it... the whole time. How would all... she know? I don't think she made it all the way to Canada and then had to come back. I think no, she... no, no, not not so. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying that she made it at least to a safe house where she thought she was going to get Transported. out, yeah. and then they got all busted. So that situation still could exist, um, and then maybe the tapes were just found after she was caught and maybe killed or but happy who, fun time she got away and all as well but if somebody captured her do you think they would be like yeah get this lady back in gilead and let's stone her but but let's keep these tapes and put them in well, a maybe the tapes from somewhere else I'm just, i mean there's lots of possibilities i'm just throwing it all right so wait they, what do you think crystal yeah what do you do you, oh i was I, I didn't i think i was just too excited about the end that i couldn't think of a I thought, I mean, she's too important, so I was like, oh, she's going to be fine. That was kind of my thought. <laughs> so, you're too, she's too important to the, the, the story. Which is a safe assumption, too. Yes. I, I was sort of like, she's pregnant, so they're probably going to take her somewhere kind of okay, just so she doesn't, like, they're not going to beat her and starve her, right? right. She's so, do you think she's going somewhere good, like, with the, like, they're helping her escape, or do you think that they're punishing her? You think that she's going somewhere good, hopefully? I Basically, sort of the question is, do you trust Nick? Yes. I, I sort of imagined uh, a middle ground. Am I making any sense? Like, I imagined her going somewhere that maybe wasn't so great, but like you sort of said, in the meantime, she has the baby, and then we'll see what happens after that. It's kind of what I, that's as far as I thought, honestly. I don't think Nick is going to, like, set her up because he, that little tender moment. Right. I was going to say, remember when he, he was whispers really pissed in her off, ear? He, her. he found out she was pregnant, but he, it, like, made him happy. Well, and right before he captures her, he captures her. He says something reassuring in her ear, like, he, I believe he says, just trust me. He's, he's, yeah, okay. he says, go with them, just yeah. trust me, or something to that effect, yeah. So I think, I think they set that little Nick storyline. So up then, to here's the what I hope for her. next season because I do have hope for Nick because Max is a very good actor. So hopefully, we get Nick trying to figure out how to get the hell out of there so that he can go find his baby, which then brings in a fantastic dynamic oh. of. Oh, there we go. There it is. Fi- a fantastic uh, dynamic. You're pregnant with Ma- with with uh, Nick's. Nick's baby. Trying to find Luke, who is with the silent blonde lady up in Canada, doing who knows what because he didn't think you were out. alive. We'll get to that in a little bit. And, and find your daughter. Where is Hannah? And your daughter from yeah. Luke. Exactly. Let's not forget from about your Hannah. actual marriage. All right, so let's get a question in from uh, my favorite person, who uh, was the one who dared to ask or make the comment on Twitter. I really think the women are great, but the guys need to get more woke. That drunk girl, my favorite Twitter person. She says, how is Luke going to react to June carrying another man's baby? I'm so excited to see where the show is going. Please speculate on all of it. So where do we think specifically? How do you how do you see that playing out with Luke figuring out if if indeed they next season do happen to meet up again? I would think that he can't possibly be surprised that she would be pregnant with somebody else's baby given the situation, correct? I mean, I think he would be surprised to find out that it was voluntary right? sex. Yeah. I was going to say. Was it, though? Yeah. Later, yeah, it yeah, sure yeah, was. Yeah, I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm only thinking pregnant. of the first time when it was no, like yeah, Serena Joy sneaking a peek all, in the corner. But yeah, later on was certainly voluntary for both parties. So you think he's going to be on the forgiveness side of things? and I not... don't know. I think he might like be on the forgiveness side until he learns that bit. <laughs> and then I don't know. But even then, feel. like, if you're in that situation, Surely. i got to think that, like, the, you I think know, you get a, a break pass. The amount of slack you that you have to give someone in, who's been living in that society has to be like, 
it's almost like one of those where it's like, what happens in Gilead stays in Gilead. <laughs> and she I thought he care. was dead. She thought he was dead. She didn't right. know he was in Canada until right. very recently. Exactly. She Although she shots. did keep going to the Nick after she found out he was alive. But wouldn't you? Yeah, hell yeah, I would. Because yeah. you don't we think you're getting out. We talked about this on the show. She I totally would. Because yeah, that's at can. the point when she does it. That is at the point where she's you find like, your at little her, bit like, of you find your little bit of good in that life, and you hang on to it with everything exactly. you got. She, she's at her lowest point when all that goes down because she thinks there's basically no hope for her, and you know she has not figured out a way to get it out, and she doesn't really figure it out. Nick is the one that comes up with the plan. Yeah, and he ends up getting her out, and finally, right? And like, know, what if he like actually is sort of hoping for a future with her? He, he, damn right, he is because that. The, so here's the little thing that we do know about Nick. Nick has had issues with his life because of his brother. We assume being a drug addict, and that he's had to basically take care of his brother and drop random things and lose jobs, and his life was basically, you know, taking care of his brother and trying to figure out how to make that work in his life, and that, that's why he is kind of non-committal and kind of just kind of coasting through life because everybody that he's had you know in his life is he's had to always take care of them and it's it's been kind of a negative impact on his life so i think now that he's got something like positive to look out for i think he's gonna try and get the hell out of there as quickly as he can i think it all depends on how much luke has messed around with aaron if they've had like a relationship that has gotten even even close to sexual or romantic or anything like that, I think Luke will be much more forgiving of June because he'll be like, I did what I did because I thought you were dead and you did what I, you did what you did because you were being like terribly oppressed and you needed to stay sane to keep our daughter, to keep fighting for our daughter. And that is what, we did when but this happened. would it be happened. that easy? I feel like that's going to be, that's a process, right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it isn't so much that she got, got knocked up by the footman. She had a consensual, like, sexual relationship yeah. with him that continued. And that moment showed they had a connection with, with each other emotionally. I mean, even her response to him giving her the cold shoulder was, like, a real emotional response. True. So, yeah. like, and I think even in that situation, your head is really messed up, so I feel like she's probably feels closer to Nick than she actually is. Does that make sense? Like she feels even more clinging to him because of the situation that she's in. So I could just, I just imagine that being like really, really messy. If they just like all that up, it'd be like, oh shit! Like how do we, how do we deal with this? Because like I he think, really like. I think it's all well and good, and including myself, for me to say what happens in Gilead stays in Gilead, but. In reality, everybody's a human being and those emotions are inside of you and the jealousy and the, you know, resentment, even if it's unintentional, I think are going to crop up. And it, it, that's if they meet. We don't even know if right. they're going to really have any interaction. I mean, and that's a baby. And have she an carries a baby the term. Like, that's a tie, right? That's a tie. It's like, are you guys going to have like a, it's forever. a polyamorous sort of like, you know, two families together kind of deal? Cause like, well, if there's anything that would piss Gilead off, it would be that. <laughs> right? Well, and Luke's never cheated on June, but Luke's no stranger to extramarital affairs. Yes. Right, yeah. Neither of them are, you know, because so, she yeah. was the participant. You know... I bet they've got good counselors up in Canada for the refugees. Good well, therapists up there. They are. I mean, we could, the I mean the refugee center looked amazing. That right? guy was like yeah. the nicest, coolest guy. Yep. On the planet. I bet they there's greeted. lots of therapists on Do staff you think for Canada all the will be that nice to us? former American refugees. <laughs> oh God, so. I don't know. Well, actually, I don't I think they would want all the Americans. They'd be like, oh, can we like nicely convince them to go to Mexico instead? 
Well, they actually took in a lot of Syrian refugees in Canada, and they did this like two-year program. I actually read about it. It was super cool. Um, and But the idea of the program was that whatever Canadian family hosted a Syrian family was that over the two-year span that they gave them, that they would be working on trying to get them to independence. But what happened with a lot of the Canadian families is they bonded so closely with the Syrian families that by the end of the two years, they didn't, the Syrian family didn't really know how to still, how, how to take care of themselves. So it was, it was really hard for them to cut that cord because they hadn't been pushing for the independence because they had just gotten so tightly woven into the Canadian families. So he created a bit of an issue because the whole point of hosting the Syrian family was to push them out of the nest and force them to fly, so to speak. And none of that was really happening with a lot they of were Canadians. Nice. The well, Canadians were too nice. Basically, that's what you're saying. Well, they were too you know, nice and caring. Nice. Here's, the, here's the flaw in that plan, though. You're taking people that are coming from a horrific situation and you're going, here's the plan. We're going to put here's you in, in, a, in a fantastic, family-loving atmosphere with the goal of making you leave that to be on your own. Now, if I've been living in Syria with as terrible as, I, more terrible than I could probably even know that it is, and I get to Canada and I get to be with a loving, cool Canadian family, I don't know that I'm necessarily like super excited to be leaving them either. Yeah, either. No. So, you know, I, I understand the sentiment behind the plan and it's a good plan, um, but I, I get it. Yeah. I think it would be hard for anybody to have like a family living with you like that and just like set them free off into the. So that would Canadian be, wild one that day. would be interesting to see, A, if they even interact, because we don't even know if Luke and uh, Offra June will even see each other. So we're just really speculating on that at, at this point. Um, let's see. What other question was there? Uh, so Kira, um, who I believe she was one of the ones that actually designed something that we gave away. She says, what other TV shows have your attention at the moment? So skewing away from The Handmaid's Tale. The shows that I would like are like not on right now. I feel like what have you been watching? It's just going to be me watching TV. Uh, Stranger Things, yes. Mr. Robot, yes. Westworld. Like I just I don't have anything to watch. I've been watching Bloodline with my cat. Uh, so the Americans cool. just wrapped up. It was a fantastic season. Is anybody I, watching anything current that is currently on? I just I'm watching This Is Us, but that was earlier this year. Do you have enough Kleenexes with you? Uh, yeah, no, it's really Are bad. You, either of you seen that? Yeah, I've, I, I've I watched the whole first season. It's good, but it's, it's very, really did you good, ever watch Parenthood? It's a real emotional no, investment. Okay. I don't like, I just, I generally don't like shows like that. It was like, everything's like, this one family have all this drama and like, and well, then you wouldn't like this. Yes, things. they do. Is that like a they real do. life they thing? Do. I just yeah. watched the episode where. I'm sure to some family. I'll be vague, but the brother is there for the other brother when he leaves, and you're like, "Oh yeah." I keep hearing about uh, Queen of Sugar, so I think I'm. I've heard good things about Queen of Sugar. Watching that soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I we started watching, and I haven't finished it yet, but I intend to. Um, uh, American Gods. Oh yeah. Okay, let me talk to you about American Gods. This show is bonkers for people that don't know what it is so neil game is a gaiman or gaiman do you know i think is, it's gaiman but is it gaiman? just so it's a it's based off of one of his novels he's a very prolific comic slash novel writer who's written tons of things uh he did the sandman overture was his one of his big comic things which is awesome uh if for no other reason other than he created the character of lucifer which is a show now on fox but in the comic book it is entirely based his his persona off of david bowie and so he looks like david bowie and it's fantastic. Uh, so, American Gods is this very cool story of basically how 
it's kind of the immigrant story for America, but how all the different religions and gods came to this country, to North America. Jillian Anderson is in it um, from X-Files. And she plays, so there's kind of this war of the gods going on. The old school gods, like the Norse gods and some African gods and the, uh, some other gods, like they're kind of piecing it together and they're fighting the new gods, which are the technology. So it's TV and like all the electronic things that are basically taking what? over, you know, as people stop stop worshiping the traditional uh-huh. religious gods, they're starting to get into more of the technology and, you know, cell phones and TV shows and entertainment. So Jillian Anderson's character is actually like this henchman kind of that works for the big overall god of the new gods um who is played by uh crispin glover um wow he's outstanding crispin glover in a long time he's outstanding and so she gets to play all different kind of things because she can change into whatever she wants to change into so there's one part where this guy is walking through what is supposed to be like a sam's or something and all of a sudden she is on all the tvs talking directly to him and she is dressed like a like lucy from i love lucy and does the whole scene as Lucy from I Love Lucy and talks to him like that. What? The next scene, she's in a limo dressed up like uh, Aladdin Sane, David Bowie. The next time, she's Marilyn Monroe and floating across the floor because she doesn't walk. She just does like the subway grate thing the whole time. <laughs> it's outstanding. It is just as bizarre just as I'm making it sound. across the room like that. It's just as bizarre, but it is awesome. But I loved it. So that's what I'm watching. <laughs> Um, wow. Other than that, I really That's can't That's a really think of interesting anything. sales pitch. Yeah, no, it's outstanding. Um, other than that, I don't know. We have... Oh, Orphan Black. I still Orphan Black. I need it. to I find a way to watch something. it while it's going on, but I don't have. I don't pay for the right things for that. So right now, I have to wait like a whole year until it's over to get to Amazon, which is not working for me. Yeah, we're watching that right now, and it's really good. So yeah, it's uh, an amazing show. Uh, oh. She was the one that asked two of my favorite questions. Are you comic book graphic novel fans? If so, what are some of your favorites? Are you are we gonna one of those this? things? We're going to be here all night. No, we're going to keep this short, me and you. Are you, a, <laughs> you live with it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not a comic book fan at all, but my husband loves comic books and knows all of them. So I've seen all of the movies, and this is the golden age of comic book movies. Oh, that's Lucky true. Me. That and that was true. like only partially sarcastic because some of them are really phenomenal. So I know a lot about comic books and I've seen all the movies and Tim tells me all of the things that I that you don't need know. to know <laughs> Yeah, about that. Um, I'm a big Batman fan, but I have yet to actually read a comic book in my life. What? Oh, that's sad. Not one. We're going to fix that. So to, keep to. This, to keep this short, I will say that I've been doing this project. I've kind of gotten away from the comic stuff lately. Uh, but what I was reading that was amazing, the uh, was Paper Girls. Anybody? No. Obviously. No, but I, I want to get my son into that. It's fantastic. So one of the reasons it's fantastic it's is it's awesome. set in ninth, in the mid-80s, like around the time of, like the opening thing in the book is the Challenger explosion. Oh. Yeah. Nice. And she's having a nightmare about it. And so it's about these three girls who are Paper Girls in somewhere in Ohio. And it, they're... Hijinks ensue as they do. As in paper delivery girls. Correct. Yeah, like yes, they yeah. newspaper newspaper, newspaper delivery, delivery girls. girls. Okay. Uh, there's four of them, and it's it's a sci-fi comic, so you know sci-fi-ish things happen, 
in a bizarre kind of way, but it's one of the, it was one of the things that I latched onto fairly early on because I am a late bloomer when it comes to the comic stuff. Like I didn't start reading comics till like three years ago, mm. if that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, no, like my daughter. I mostly read when I was a kid. I would go into a com- I would go into a comic book shop and I'd be like, I say this all the time. Why are there twenty two Batman comics? Because there's like eighteen different versions of everything, and it was so overwhelming. There's so to me many more versions that- of Batman just than that. About that. Right. That's and- why people like them. Yeah, and some people like comics, he's my right? favorite. They just they yeah, man. Which one? They have them watching the stories and stuff, right? Yeah. Christopher yep. Nolan. Oh. So, Batman. Yeah. The dark. I don't um, care. The Dark Knight blew my mind off. Blew my face off my great. face. Uh, so <laughs> other. I'm trying to think. Other than Paper Girls, uh, Bitch Planet is fantastic. If you haven't read that, definitely goes with the themes of the show. So if you like The Handmaid's Tale and feminism and all that, wait, a comic called Bitch Planet yep. is feminist. Totally, Get out. it's outstanding. <laughs> Uh, sex criminals, which is actually written. Sex criminals <laughs> written by the husband of the person of the woman that wrote uh, Bitch Planet. So they're like power couple in the comic industry. Um, there's a fantastic comic that they have yet to bring back that is called Witches. If you're looking to scare the crap out of yourself, um, it is W Y T C H E S. So it's Witches with a Y. Uh, it is one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in my entire life. Um, and that's usually like with comic books, I don't get really super scared because it's a comic book. Except you hate stuff with scary children. I, Does it have scary children in it? Children play a prominent role. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I know that is a thing with you. I don't blame Anyway, them. we're not talking about that. Like the omen is just Stop like, it. That's okay. Um, okay. So that is awesome. There's a book called Monstrous that was awesome. Um, forgetting some other things. Oh. And no one's going to believe me. And I can't wait to have this little brief conversation here. So everyone is at least aware of the Archie comics. So Archie, Betty, Veronica. Yep. Yes. Okay. I still have some of my ones from when I was a little So kid. I think Tiana and I talked about this. So the Archie brand has kind of gone in lots of different ways. But somebody finally just yeah, bought it. Riverdale so they, is a show now. Yes. And it's supposed to be really good, actually. Uh, yeah. Todd and I started watching it kind of partially to laugh at. And we we're like but I really want to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was kind of, like, too much and funny, and, yeah. but also I really wanted to know what happened. Yeah, so, basically, somebody bought the Archie brand and kind of, it's its own publishing house now. Mm-hmm. They just publish Archie Comics. But what they have done is there is a horror branch of Archie Comics. And they did what is called Afterlife with Archie, which is essentially a zombie Archie story. And when you hear that out loud, you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, I would There's totally read that. No way that it can work. It is no bullshit. One of the best things I've ever read in my entire life. Nice. Nikki, Who's writing my it? my lovely wife, read it, and she, while she was getting her hair done one day, because she doesn't really get it. She's not into comics like really at all. She's read a couple things that we've made her read, but this was the first one where she like texted me because there's a part that happens with the dog in the book, where um, Archie doesn't make good decisions. That's kind of the history of Archie. Yeah, that's that's Archie. For so real. there's a zombie apocalypse. They're all in a house at Veronica's rich-ass parents' house. But Archie has to go escape to make sure his parents are okay. Spoiler alert, not okay. Uh, Archie's dog is there. And a zombie dog comes. And Archie's dog has to save Archie. And the <gasps> dog dies. And no. it is no bullshit sadder than you could even think about. Like, because they do, like, the thoughts of the dog, which sounds cheesy when you say it out loud. And so he calls him, like, Archie Master. Now and he's I like, run, Archie Master, run. No, oh, stop. dude, it is, oh my it is devastating. Like, well, Nikki, now I kinda she, te- she texts me from the hairdresser, and she's like, oh, my God, the part with the dog. And I was like, right? 
Absolutely. It is brutal, but it is one of the best things that one of the best things you could read. So definitely pick that up. Aww. Afterlife with Archie. No. And also, um, for Sarah will remember this, I think. Uh Sabrina, the teenage witch. Sure. Yeah, so explains it all. So except... what I didn't know is that apparently they are in the same <laughs> universe, right? Uh so Archie's in what? Oh, wait, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Archie's in Riverdale. And apparently the Sabrina the Teenage Witch stuff is in Greendale. Oh. Which in this universe is adjacent, just across town. They're the separate town over there. Josie and the Pussycats so cool. is an Archie spinoff as well. Yes. Sure. Anyway, apparently lots of people didn't know that. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the they do a like about. hardcore witch version of Sabrina's story. So it's not the light. No, Sabrina it is witch. Wait, definitely. So there is a comic for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. Now, I'm see, sure, there's that, more than that one. Would be a hook yeah, for there me. is more than one. So there's like they do the traditional Archie. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There is a comic like they any, are in the show. Any like um, cultural thing that you love, there is surely a comic about it. Yeah. That now that is interesting because I really truly did not. Oh, know we that. need to take you to a. Comic and I store. like, I like stuff like that. I, mean, I like like visual reading things. So that's what I would <laughs> recommend. Any of, any of to those women things. And people of color now, um, so it's great. I'm trying to think. Oh, Miss huh. Marvel. Is a huge Ms. Marvel thing. is great. Everybody. Miss Marvel read is Ms. Marvel. a uh, for those people who don't know, written by Muslim woman. And um, is a Muslim superhero, and it, the the stories are fantastic, and the yeah. book is amazing. And new Miss Marvel's name is Kamala Khan, Correct. which makes me really happy every time I hear about Kamala Harris in Congress doing amazing things. <laughs> I know. Every Do time I Kamala like picture Kamala Harris. Harris like in Congress, but like in in a Miss Marvel uniform. Do you have anything to add to that list? Is there anything that you're um, reading? I know I you don't gonna, have much I was time. I going to push Miss Marvel. Um, I'm actually not reading many yeah. comics right now, so yeah, maybe, I, I don't maybe have time that's, for stuff. Maybe right that's now. in our future. I don't have stuff. I don't Maybe have time for, for very many future. extracurriculars at the moment. I, I was it. obsessed with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, so this is like, I'm pretty excited. I'm just going to throw that I, out there. I'll give you the book. <laughs> um, so the last question, and this is, uh, I think Tiana thought that this was going to be a longer conversation than it's going to be. So the last question from Kira was, do you prefer Tiffany or Debbie Gibson? Now, I will say this. Do you prefer, this is sort of a loaded question, um, prefer from what standpoint? Now, better singer? Clearly Tiffany. Tiffany. Hands down. Uh, if you were going to compare it, it pretty much compares to Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. Christina Aguilera. Absolutely. Christina Aguilera, phenomenal voice, great singer. Uh, Britney Spears, probably a, not a better entertainer, but the more clean cut, wholesome performer. Yeah. Not a terrible dance. singer. She, she can, can sing. dance. Wholesome? But, I mean, at first. She's a, 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 a package. Little, she's, got, yes. she's a package. Yes. Um, and so, better dancer. From a singer standpoint, I would definitely take Tiffany. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. Total package, probably gonna take Tiffany. Tiffany better um, looking. Yeah, not because that, that matters. But I have a redhead thing. Big fan. <laughs> yep. Uh, so she checks that box. Her voice is amazing. Like if you've ever really heard her sing, yep. um, should have been great song, hands down. Period. Not even like ironically, great song. Um, Debbie Gibson, no, no problem with Debbie Gibson. She's gorgeous and had many, many hits. And I used to, I had the piano uh, sheet music of Lost in Your Eyes. Tried to play that. That was my, yeah. See, I have a checkle- checkered musical history. It's amazing. You guys have no idea. I do have um, no idea. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I like to chip away. I always remember, whenever I think of her, the only thing I can remember is, and I forget which album it was, but, her, but she had the whole inner jeans on the knee and it had the happy face written on her, on her knee, on the album cover. <laughs> it's the only thing I remember. That and the Electric Youth uh, perfume. That was literally everywhere well, watering um, other than that so other than perfume and uh writing faces on her knee tiffany takes the cake in my opinion 
I was never into either one of them, so I really I was never no particularly opinion. into either one, but, you know. If I had to choose, it's Tiffany. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I love this. I love with this. With I love that the fact particular, that Crystal doesn't like, know type of pop music, like, my inclination is always sure. to change the channel, so I've never heard most of their yeah, songs. Yeah, we know you were too cool for school. No, I just, it's not my thing. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. That's for Crystal, just in case. I just realized you laughed at me about playing piano. Because you're a piano snob and you played piano. A little snobby. Love it. I just have a couple like, things. Just I'm like I'm kind of laughing at you singing because I. Sorry. It's pretty awful. No, but no. I was just wanting to jog Crystal's memory because I'm sure she's heard it like in a, in a we're gonna grocery def- store. We're gonna definitely. Oh, you've I definitely heard it in a grocery store. Yeah, maybe if you play it. For okay. uh, we'll play some I Tiffany did. and Debbie Gibson right after we get done the show. <laughs> Justin's so that it. that's it. That's all the questions I got. Um, I really I, loved the listener questions. Let's do that again next time. Yeah, that, that is fun. super and That's fun. one of those things that I that like would always think like you try, guys to try and do, and I never would do it because I have a million things. Yeah, I think let's about do at least show. one every episode next season because that was super super fun. Yeah. So again, thank you all, Crystal, Tiana, and Sarah and Rhea, because hopefully she's listening. Uh, thank you all for helping me do this and for being part of this and for really being the stars of the show because I'm just kind of here. Um, because you guys are invaluable and you are absolutely amazing. And I told Sarah this, like Sarah came in midstream, like as full time totally part of the show, myself. and it's fine. And you've been <laughs> you were invited, phenomenal, like, kinda. And then I invited you to keep coming back. Yep. Thank you. But no, I actually went through Justin's wife and was like dorking out hard at a retirement party, and Nikki was there, and I was like, I love their podcast so much. I have so many things I wrote down and questions, and Nikki was like. Yeah. And then she talked to Justin. <laughs> I was like, who? Sarah? Well, yeah. Because <laughs> okay. you know me. I'm like, whatever. We could have 22 people on a podcast. It's fine. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I knew that well, other guy had well. bailed. So yeah, we Jason we had lost bailed. a member. And we, I, I t- I'll tell you what I do have to do. I do have to give a thanks to Jason. So if you listen to the first three episodes of the show, Jason was on there. Uh, Jason had to drop out. And I'm just going to be honest. Jason just wasn't into the material. Don't blame And, you know, it's some hardcore. people, it's not your thing. And I, you know, I told him, I, I really wish he would have stayed on because I wanted that, that guy who hadn't read it and who isn't necessarily into that kind of thing perspective. I was really hoping yeah. for it. Yep. He just wasn't into it. And I told him, I'm not, you know, I'm not, it's, it's a podcast and we're doing it for fun. So I'm not going to sit here and like hold a gun to your head and say like, you have to do the show. Yeah. Man. This is not a job. So, we're all just doing this for and fun. And he was replaced by someone who loves the show, right. loves the book. Dorking out hard yeah, over here. So Sarah as the replacement was fantastic. But Jason is actually kind of the spark for this whole thing, really, because Jason, two years ago, I believe, uh, started his own podcast called Blues Hockey Podcast, which is going to be part of our whole uh, family here at uh, allconsumingcontent.com. And so he he's one of those, he just started and just did it. And I'm a jealous type of guy. So I was like, I want to do a thing. Yeah. Can I do a thing? Um, and I like hockey. I, I love hockey, too. but I'm not... I didn't want to do a hockey podcast. Um, it's so eventually when I got the Adderall, uh, the Adderall let my brain say, okay, we can do this. Here's how in order. I wonder if I need that. Oh, it's magic. Um, I'm not even lying. Like you can ask her. Wait, did you have, okay. We talk, we'll talk about yeah, Adderall. Talk about it's a whole different after. podcast. Uh, so thank you to Jason for, you know, sparking this idea. And he did, when we talked about it, he's like, I'm really happy that he did it. And he's like, I'm really happy for you because you got to do it. And I, me playing some small part in you actually, you know, doing this. Cause Tiana will tell you, I'm an idea guy that never follows through on anything that comes That's out fair. of my head yeah. all the time. Like the stuff that I come up with, like you the, have lots I of have ideas, lots of ideas, but I don't ever do any of them. So the fact that I've done this is a 
Maybe. All the way to the end. I'm so pumped. <laughs> yeah, you have this. no idea. I'm so glad so, you're doing this. So yeah, and we have more to come, and I'm really excited about it. Now that I've done it, it's like I want to do them all the time, right? So I have all kinds of ideas. So we will have more coming. Uh, look forward to uh, the Music Cult podcast with me and Rhea as yeah, we uh, compare each other's musical and cult music, cult movie selections. I can't wait. It's going to be so great. Uh, so again, thank you all for downloading and listening to the podcast. It blew me away as the reception that everyone has had for it. And by and large, it has all been positive and I have not gotten, at least not to me, and anybody else can speak of, they have not one other than I was not woke enough, which is probably true, uh, negative comment about what we've been doing. So all the, all the response has been great and we're going to keep going and uh, stick around and we'll be putting stuff out monthly. And I'll be honest. I've been talking to people about doing interviews and if I get interviews that I can do and I can just put out like not even part of the podcast and do it, I'm just going to put them out. So look for, we'll, we'll put out content when we have content to put out, but for sure once a month, you're going to be hearing from us and definitely going to be doing other podcasts down the road, hopefully with more of the people that are in this room right now. And uh, if you look, subscribe, it'll just pop yes, up in your, you in your new feed Mayday magically. The podcast, uh, you will definitely get that automatically, which is a bonus for us and you. And so, yeah, just look out for more of our stuff. And once again, we really appreciate it. We are Mayday, the Handmaid's Tale podcast. We'll see you in about one month. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.